Hello, dear listeners. Today in the Point of View program, we, Irina, Ricardo, and Andre, want to discuss a really serious and important issue, environmental problems. The ecological situation is alarming in our days, but unfortunately not all people understand this. But even in our daily lives, we may notice that something happens and it happens incorrectly. For example, I'm from Novosibirsk. It's a barren city. And when people find out about this, they immediately ask about the weather and I disappoint them by saying what our winters are warm now. For example, the average temperature this winter is minus 10 degrees. I think something like that. I remember the winters when I was a child and it was really frosty and cold winters and we could even not to go to school. Of course, I can say what warm winters are much better and easier for people who live there. But at the same time, I think this is alarming because it may actually be a consequences of global warming. And the same happens in summertime. Abnormally hot weather in summer is the cause of various problems. For example, forest fires which no one in Russia wants to fight <laughs> because it's economically unprofitable. It's true. Can you imagine, <laughs> Ricardo? <laughs> no. I, I think Andre knows about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, last year in Russia, when more than one million hectares of forest were burned, one of the authorities said what fighting these forest fires economically unprofitable. People signed petitions and held pickets, but authorities continued to do nothing. And my city was far enough from the forest fires, but I felt how ecological situation changed. There was smoke, dirty air, it was hard to breathe sometimes, and I can't even imagine how people in Krasnoyarsk felt. We felt really bad, yeah, and they don't actually put the fires away because there is this law, if the summer people living isn't endangered by the fire, they won't put it away. So they just let the forests burn. It's a bit negligent. Yeah, but that's how it is in Russia. Because you just think about, okay, human being, but you should think about animals too. Yes. Living yes. beings. But they actually, uh, they also removed, the authorities also removed a lot of uh, services that fought with forest like? fires. Different forest services that didn't even fight with the fires, they prevented them. They did some things to prevent the fires. But nowadays it's just natural, natural fires. That's what they say, yes. Wow, this is so so strange for me to hear a thing like that. Because in Italy we used to preserve the fires, to prevent, sorry. And it's kind of awkward to think that in a country can happen something like that. Because, okay, the forest burns, but all the, the smoke and the things that goes up in the air, they will go to the cities because of the wind. So it's better to prevent than just wait for it to, to unborn. Yeah, and in Krasnoyarsk, the architecture is so messy, so the wind just goes through the corridor, it doesn't blow away the smoke. So the smoke just stays there, and it is needed uh, a very strong uh, wind to get rid of the smoke. A little bit sad and funny news, there is a petition in Krasnoyarsk, they want to build a monument to the wind. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, because they say the wind is the only ally, and authorities are negligent, authorities left them. Because in summer, authorities say, 
Well, it's just forest fires, but we'll know that it's not only that. And in winter they say, well, that's just uh, fog, that's it. But you can breathe, it's not fog. You can feel it because your clothes, they smell like fire. And when you open the window at your flat, it also smells like fire. Yeah, and also the smog leaves you wet is your clothes wet uh -huh, it's yeah. too much yeah, yeah. and the fire no but did the petition for the statue reach a quorum I think it's still up but this you know business with petitions in Russia it's actually not that great too they don't listen to the petitions so people <laughs> usually have to like crowdfund this monument so there's no petition for adjusting this problem about fires there and were there's no solution solution yeah there there is a solution but Irina just said that it's economical unprofitable I think and there is a solution gas gas is the solution because we use coal to heat our houses and from the coal all the uh, smoke comes up but it's better for Gazprom to build the tubes to the Europe to sell gas than to gasify the regions in Russia because it's unprofitable it's too expensive for them and they just give so little money to regions to build these tubes so even in 10 years Russia won't be because if it's a pain to hear that our lives are not worth at amount of money yeah because I'm living there and I want to live the, the, the best yes yes I don't need to preserve money just spend it for a human being and maybe cut some money where it can be cut mm -hmm. yes like for some from rich people they can give some amount of money but that's never gonna happen of course because they want to preserve their money they don't give a hell about it and say that yeah I didn't know about this situation it surprised me a lot and the stupidest thing that in Siberia people just sitting on the gas it's like yeah. under our feet you know because they get gas from Siberia and get it to Europe but they can't build the tubes <laughs> to get the gas to the houses that's the I think one of the stupidest thing ever yeah and uh, because you have natural fuel yes so why don't use it as for example in Iceland you know in Iceland they have the geyser mm -hmm. so they don't use like coal this kind of stuff they just use the hot water from the geyser mm, that's cool yeah to make all the houses hot to hotten them they're very wise very wise the other thing Krasnoyarsk was the dirtiest city according to the air visual service the dirtiest city in the world Lord. the air was yeah and people were so disappointed that the authorities don't give a damn we can say <laughs> yeah but I thought that Mexico City was the dirtiest one now you, you, you surprised me with Krasnoyar yeah yeah and uh, so how many people lives in Krasnoyar more than a million more than a million yeah because Mexico City is like way more than a million mm-hmm They all go by cars, there's a lot of smog. So it's surprising that a rather small city, we can say, compares to this one, has this fortune, yeah. let's say. And people had to ask famous singers and famous journalists to write in the Instagram about this problem. And actually one of the singers, he replied, uh, Sergei Shnurov, he wrote a poem in his Instagram. He wrote, usually write, writes poems. He wrote a poem and the next day the air was cleaner. Now Krasnoyarsk is like on the 50th place of the dirtiest cities. But it happens, you know, we had a university when the foreigners came, a lot of foreign studi students came to, to participate in sporty, sporting events and the air was clean. So it's like for their people, they won't do a thing but beautiful picture for foreigners that's always like this. Air has become a business in Russia. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a joke actually, a long, long ago in joke that sometime the air will be will be paying for air well now <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, I we hope it's a joke <laughs> and it will not be true <laughs> in the future because the situation is really not the best. Yeah, we are trying to laugh a bit about this problem because laughing is the best medicine, but it is very serious. Yes, it's not funny. And not just for the air, but for the temperature that is going on now. Yes. All over the world. For example, I read an article about Alaska and mm-hmm. the North Pole, South Pole, that there are 20 degrees now and they've never experienced it before. 20 degrees is like in Italy. Yeah. It's not even... Yeah, it should be minus 10. It's not even 20 degrees in Krasnoyarsk. Yeah. (laughs) It's way colder. And this problem is actually influencing the animals. These horrible pictures of white bears dying from hunger. It's like you just can't watch. Yeah, it was the one from National Geographic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah. He was starving. And I've seen also a white bear in a land fully green. And it's not natural. Mm -hmm. Yes to be this way. Green is not the worst picture, actually, because I saw the photo of white bird among trash, because they start to search food among trash. Yeah, because we leave the trash into the sea. I mean, uh, the trash where people live after there. Oh, okay. Yeah, the trash they leave. Yes. Yeah, but that's also the problem about the trash in the sea because people leave the trash in the, into the sea, so the fish eats plastic or cans, it's everything, or gets stuck in it, so it dies, suffocating. And it's a big problem, especially mm, fish in Fish and turtles. Yeah, but you know, the current flows, so it can go everywhere. Yes. There was a very big stain of plastic in the Pacific Ocean, and it took like two years to remove it. Oh yeah, the plastic, yeah. the plastic island. Yeah, I yeah. heard about it. Yeah, and uh, it was like drifting. I think it yeah, didn't stay in one moving, place. Yeah. yeah, this is a mess world, messy world we live in. Yeah, but what do you think? Is it possible to change this situation? Really, to be honest. <laughs> okay, I would answer with a question: Is it possible to change human minds? Because the situation is nowadays this way because of us, because of people. So, can we really change? Do we want to change? Or just don't see the problem? Because people always act like this. If this problem doesn't affect me, it's not my problem. I don't care. But as soon as it affects you, you're like protesting. Oh, you should have done something. No, you have to eradicate the problem from the root, in my opinion. So, what do you think? Can people change, even if they are not affected by something? Unfortunately, I think not a lot of people really think about it. If uh, we talk about whole world, only European countries, maybe, mm, like Scandinavian country, it's really popular now, and I think it's a good position, of course. They uh, recycle trash, and uh, they sort it, and they use um, safe energy sources, but it's not enough if uh, we talk about the whole world. Yeah, for example, in Italy, we used to divide the trash like in three bags, but small, a few people does it, mm-hmm. others don't. So it's... Well, we actually yeah, can see the same example in Hungary. In yeah. Budapest, you can like divide your trash, but in Nirithaza, there are not a lot of trash bins that you divide the trash. We yeah. just throw every trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. In one, yeah. And we have just package. three trash bins, four 
how many people in our flat? Sorry, in our apartment? Three. Now four. Now <laughs> 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 four, but with all the other people ah, in the building, the, yeah. The two? Ah, you mean the Maybe it's like <laughs> 20 people, uh-huh. more or less, just three trash bins. So all the trash goes out of the trash bin. Mm-hmm. And it's not ecological at all. So yeah, here it surprised me because I'm used to Italy when I have a trash bag with the color. So yeah, we have three colors and we know how do we have to put them. And here I was like, just black? What is that? <laughs> and it's usual for Italians to do this stuff, yeah? A lot of Italians do it. Yeah, we do it. And now we introduce the water machine. Yeah, so you can put the water the bottle mm-hmm. the the plastic one you can put in there and they will give you money back so they're gonna recycle it and they will give you like 20 cents for the bottle so yeah, you don't waste same plastic Scandinavian countries and I think yeah. it's really good idea it's it can motivate people to do it and I don't know why in Russia <laughs> not the same policy because in Russia I started to sort garbage before arriving to Hungary because we have now beans for paper, plastic too. But to be honest, I have no guarantee what it will go to the factory or something like that <laughs> after they take that beans. Because people, okay, people threw it to the beans but nobody have guarantees what it will be recycled. Yeah, for example, in Italy, we have this problem, mostly in the south. And as Davide, the other volunteer, told me, even in the middle, in Abruzzo, that people used to dig under the land and put the trash inside the hole, then cover it, because to incinerate it is too much money. Mm -hmm. So to dispose the garbage, they just throw it, dig it, and it's done. So it causes, of course, poisonous food, poisonous air, because when you burn it, there is got poison. And a lot of problems, like cancer, tumor, because if you eat poisonous food, it's going to be very, very risky and dangerous mm-hmm, for yeah. all the environment, animals, human beings, everything. So it's like, if I don't see the problem, there is no problem. problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, there is a problem with dumps in Russia too. A big, big problem, because we don't have much plants that recycle yeah, recycle the trash and they just take big these big cars to some place and actually there is a lot of meetings people don't want trash in their regions and Moscow is going to take its trash to other regions move it Why? straight because it's Moscow because Moscow doesn't, doesn't need sense. trash <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they don't have enough place for their trash and now regions will take their trash from them but that's it yeah and we can't build good factories that recycle because it's a really uh, great money and when you recycle the trash you also earn a lot of money so people in the government they already div- divided it among themselves and usual people can't do this business like big so the problem won't be solved in really soon in russia so moscow is the only clean city in russia now uh, maybe saint clean. petersburg and maybe center of saint petersburg as i know <laughs> <laughs> and maybe kaliningrad but i don't know about because he's like no, in europe I no i can't he's, say he's dirty. i oh. have been in kaliningrad I and i was a little bit disappointed because i thought it's european city it's in the middle of europe but maybe i'm not too patriotical <laughs> <laughs> But I really, I can say Kaliningrad has disappointed me. Actually, they don't want to listen to people who go to the meetings against the dumps, and they use police and uh, national guard to like beat people with bats. Oh, to repress them. Yeah, to repress them. So they won't tell you anything. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> This is too much. <laughs> Welcome to Russia. <laughs> <laughs> so if your thought is out of the line, you're going to be repressed. Not listen to? Mm, well, if if you are an influencer, you will be listened to. Or if there is a big crowd of influencers and a big crowd of people, you will be listened to. But when they the people in regions they divide it, it's easier for the authorities like not to listen to them. Well, we have a trash problem in Rome as well. Yeah, I heard about it. Actually. And in Napoli. Napoli and Rome are a mess now because we consume too much food and dispose and not dispose of so much garbage that it's there in the streets. Even in the city center, if you go to Rome, you will find garbage and it's totally unacceptable. I mean, not because it's Rome or Napoli and we have a lot of tourists there. We don't care. It's because of we are people. So even if my small city has this amount of garbage, we're going to revolt. It's going to be a rebellion. But nothing happened yet. And why there is no rebellion in Napoli and Rome? Because Italian people are not for rebellions. They ah. just complain. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. like Russians. <laughs> We need to ask French people to yeah. teach us <laughs> to rebel. Yes, because the Italian pe average people is like, oh, there's this problem. Let's write it down on Facebook. Let's write it down on Instagram. Let's complain there. And then stop. Yeah. You complained, you did your job. <laughs> just sign an online petition. Oh, I did my duty as a citizen here. <laughs> no, you petition can be useful, I think. Oh, not in Italy at all. Not in Russia too. Yeah, there's a saying, and it's very true, that the people protest in Italy for football matches, but not for important stuff, and it's true. I remember when one player was moving from Napoli to Juventus, Iguain, there was a revolt in Napoli. People wow. went to the main square to protest against it. So he's yeah. so passionate about football. Yeah, but they don't care about how they live. They don't protest about the garbage. But yeah, for Iguain, yeah, we can go to the main square and make some mess. <laughs> and leave even more trash there yeah. at the main square. <laughs> yeah, this is another problem of humankind. When you go to a rebellion, you always leave the trash there. Even the environmental ones. There was an environmental one in a city next to mine for this Greta Thunberg, facts, all this stuff, and they left the trash on the street. Okay. I was like, yeah. Good point. <laughs> you understood the meaning of our words. <laughs> It's interesting talking about it, but do you know what there is an opinion what the problem of ecology is irreversible? Because uh, the cause of an environmental disaster is consumption. And it doesn't matter if people use garbage for secondary production, recycle it. The reason is we buy and buy again and again, but Not everyone can limit their consumption and to buy things that really need it. Garbage can be recycled, but it will be new products. And yeah. not many countries recycle it. And this is a problem. And uh, a problem is with what country with the biggest population in the world. They can't recycle. And countries like India, Bangladesh, for example, this... Uh, very bad ecological situation I don't think they are going to change their minds <laughs> so if we talk about it it's like a drop in the ocean to change some minds okay today it's several people in Russia or Italy maybe they listen to our program and decide 
to <laughs> sort trash. No? Drop by drop, you build an ocean. So it's better drop by drop than no drop at all. Yeah. I think it's your more personal responsibility. Uh, how do you feel when you put a trash? And uh, how do you feel when you put the trash to the ocean, I don't know, on the streets? And uh, it depends on person, personality, and uh, it matters much. Yeah, it, is, it matters a lot. For example, even if, when you throw a cigarette to talk about everyday life, you don't have to throw it on the pavement or in a forest. No, maybe you take a glass with you or you put it in your pocket again, and then you go to a trash bin and put it there. Here in Hungary, is very good because all the trash bins, they have this hash tray where you can put the cigarettes and you have a lot and you don't feel the need to do that. Otherwise, in Italy, we don't have. So you will find the streets full of cigarettes, garbage, because people are ignorant. We have to say that. And I say as an Italian. So yeah, the small things are what build a good world. We have to start from the small things and then step by step, go to the big point. We can solve the problem of trash, I think. But I actually read that this problem of climate change is planted way before. And these changes, they are just coming. So it's blooming now. Yeah. It was planted way before. And nowadays, our action, they will do something to the universe and to our planet just in the future, on the in the farthest future. You're saying like Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah. But n- How dare you? <laughs> But nowadays, we like harvest what people maybe in 19th century planted. Yeah, just imagine during the World Wars, there was so much gas, so much pollution, atomic bomb. So yeah, I think this is going back to us. All Nuclear waste, yeah. actually, not only atomic bombs, <laughs> nuclear waste, oh, yeah, yeah. but already... Near the Krasnerz, yeah. there is a city of Zhelezhnogorsk. They uh, contain nuclear wastes there. Whoa. Yeah. Without it's, it's any a, protection? It's a closed city, yeah. You have to have, like, some paper to get there. Also, like Chernobyl? Well, more no, or less. Chernobyl is less, yeah, because there was a catastrophe. Yeah. <laughs> no, but because you can visit Chernobyl now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to sign papers, go there with a special suite, and you can visit it. Yeah. So in this city, you need a special suite to go there? No, or no, no, you don't need, but yeah, the radioactive wastes are contained in the city of Zhelesnogorsk. So if you go there, there's a risk. Yeah, always a risk, yeah, with the <laughs> radioactive wastes. Well, actually, I think after the series Chernobyl, many people started to think about it and began to discuss it, because this is a really scary situation, and in Russia, there are many nuclear waste sites, And really? I know that in Russia they will forbid the series. They didn't forbid it, but they like uh, all these foreigners made a movie about us. What do they know? This is not true. This is not true. And you don't have to look for the truth in this series. It's like not the documentary. Yeah, but it gives you the feeling of this atmosphere of horror that people... They went, like the firemen, they went and they didn't even know what they are facing. And you, like, don't need a horror writer 
to ride this horror. This horror is among us, and we don't see it, actually. It's not a monster that will tear you apart. It's these little pieces of radiation that can tear your skin from your bones. This is, I think, the aim of the series. Yes, we can't know it, what was true, what wasn't true, and we can't say exactly. Yes, the purpose of Sirius was to show how it awful and what can happen if we continue to use it. And it's really awful. And um, there are closed cities now in Russia too, which do something with nuclear atoms and nobody have no idea what's going on there. And sometimes can happen something. And it's not a disaster, but there are some cases when people were died there. I don't remember the name of the city, but it was not so long time ago. There are situation in the closed factory because uh, it was military object and something happened there and people died. So nuclear waste is another part of danger around us. We should think about which air we breathe and what is underground. Yeah, we're talking a lot about Russia, actually, but I heard there is a city in Italy which yeah. suffers a lot. Suffered. Because suffered. now the problem stopped, but suffered a lot, was mm -hmm. Taranto, which had this steel factory called Ilva. And in 2010 had a big, big problem because it was not safe producing all that steel and I got some data about it to show you how bad it was because it produced more than 4 million kilograms of dust this is in 10 years so from 2010 to nowadays uh -huh. so 4 million kilograms of dust 11 million kilograms of nitrogen dioxide 11,000 kilograms of sulfur dioxide 7,000 kilograms of hydrochloric acid, 1,000 of benzene, 338 kilograms of hydrocarbons, and then 280 kilograms of trivalent chromium, just in 10 years. And of course, it affected the living of the people there, and the food, the nature, so animals, and whatever. 11,500 people died, 1,065 per year. So it was a lot. Imagine that for mainly cardiovascular and respiratory problems, mm -hmm. just because of this dust. And there were a total of 26,000 admissions in the hospital for that. So and now the government tries to enhance it, to enhance all the land and find a solution. But, you know, to enhance such amount of waste, such amount of steel, dust is going to take a long time and I don't know if it's reversible or not. And how many people live in this city? Quite a lot. Quite a lot, but it's a fair amount mm -hmm. that people died. Yeah, because in, in Krasnoyarsk we have a, a factory too, the, but they produce aluminium and this factory actually one of the reasons why we have it, this problem, but also because of the coal and a lot of cars and actually the car problem is complex because we don't have great roads and our city isn't circular. The 
the schematics of the cities in circular it's linear so we'll have a lot of traffic jams due to it and while in the traffic jam cars produce even more waste than by just going so this is like really a complex problem that you should do a lot to solve it and i really think you don't solve it because <laughs> once it happens it's already done with this amount of stuff in the air in the environment takes like so many years and you should go without cars without buses just go by bike that's never gonna happen for me by the way andre i read one blogger about situation in krasnoyarsk like situation and she wrote this there is only one solution for people who live in krasnoyarsk to move on <laughs> yeah to live to leave the city yeah That's what and the authority, the authorities of Krasnoyarsk do. They leave the city, and we have this and dark. You. <laughs> yeah, and me, <laughs> and we have this dark sky mode. We call him when the authorities uh, advise people either stay at home and not open the windows, or leave the city and go somewhere because the air is so dirty. So they like we know this problem, but stay home. And I'm going to the plane. Goodbye. Yes, but what if you have no possibility to do it? <laughs> Just stay here and breathe dirty air. It's yeah. okay. Yes. Yes. If you stay home with a window shut, you won't breathe air. Yeah, and I, I know a lot of people in Krasnoyarsk who love their city, who want it to be great, who want to live there, who want their children to be born there, but they just like can't handle it and some of them had to leave. So how many people left Krasnoyarsk since now? I don't have the numbers, so I won't lie to you. But yeah, people are leaving and they live in... Also, people say, when I'm going away from Krasnoyarsk, I lose the cough, I lose the sneezing and so on. The, my nose is okay, but I come back, just come back, and I have sore throat right off the plane. So, do you think about coming back to Krasnoyarsk? No, I don't even think about coming back to Russia. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's... <laughs> <laughs> that is the answer. But I actually got a question. You were talking about buses and cars. Do you think the electro cars are the solution? I think so. Yeah, it can be a solution. But you know, guys, there is another problem in electrical cars. They use these lithium batteries and lithium is really toxic and they still don't have the good way to dispose of it. So maybe... <laughs> maybe if they work out something, it can yeah. be a solution. Mm -hmm. But yeah, still better than normal cars. But actually, the electrical cars are the solution for the warm regions, because in the cold, <laughs> the <Okay>. electricity <laughs> goes away really fast. <laughs> I think the best solution is uh, public transport, ecological public transport, yeah. like trams, trains. It's the best solution. And especially for the cities like ours, Krasnoyarsk, Novosibirsk, it's a really huge problem there, because there are no good public transport infrastructure. And in Novosibirsk, it's a disaster because our trams are so old, you can't even imagine. I think it's like from the time of Second World War, <laughs> really. <laughs> it uh, looks dangerous and you have no wish to go into there and to go by there somewhere. And of course, metro. Metro, tram, trains. I think this is solution, but now it's just a disaster with traffic jams too. And in the summer, it's very dusty and the weather is hot and the air is dirty. So <laughs> people <laughs> don't go to Novosibirsk. 
<laughs> in the summertime, it's not the best destination for traveling. Or you can go as in the back ways by horse. Oh, no, you know, uh, some guy told that Henry Ford saved the Paris, that Paris would like drown in manure if the car wasn't invented. <laughs> so I don't think the horses are the great But at least solution. you can take the manure to a field to let the flowers grow because it helps the field. Or actually, grow. I think you can use the manure to heat the houses somehow. Because yeah. I know about the trash. There is a plant, I think, in Austria that uses, they burn the trash, but there is no smoke. They somehow reproduce it into heating and heat the houses with it. Wow, I didn't know about it. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, we can use this horse solution, but we have to do something about the smell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will have another yeah. type of problem. <laughs> but actually, yeah, the public transport is also a problem in Krasnoyarsk, but for another reason, our authorities are obsessed with metro. They want to build metro in Krasnoyarsk. There is no metro, but the solution of the traffic jam is the trams and the buses, but they would want to build the metro. And the eco-activists, they say that the soil in Krasnoyarsk is radioactive. And if you build un under it a metro, people will like get this radioactive on them while they're in metro. But we still want to build a metro. And I think they are going to build it because Putin is like for a metro in Krasnoyarsk too. So you love smart decision there. <laughs> yeah. Andrei, we definitely shouldn't go to Russia again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because we talked so much secrets, dark secrets. Yeah. I hope that no <laughs> Russian, Russian is listening life. now because you are banned from your country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, there is a law. If you are abroad and get money from a broad organization, you may be the abroad agent or something like that. And okay, so guys, you are agents now. Yeah. If you want to come to Italy... special agents. Yeah. If you want to come to Italy... KGB. Join me. <laughs> <laughs> For a refuge, you mean? Yeah, why not? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Can we live in your place? <laughs> yeah. I got four beds, so, Ooh. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so is, we can, can take guess, someone yeah. else. <laughs> that is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unexpected turn in our program. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, we mentioned her name a lot today. And I think we should talk about her. Do you know who I'm speaking about? Paris Hilton? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Justin Bieber? <laughs> Greta Thunberg? Greta Thunberg, yeah. What do uh, you think about her? Okay, I'm not a big fan of Greta Thunberg, I have to say it. Because I think that there's someone behind her. No, yeah. This is not her thoughts. She's only 16, come on. And she doesn't know the data and all the technical stuff about environment. She's just speaking from the heart. And it's good because she has a young face, very clean, and that's what people need. For example, if an old man would have done the same, he would be ignored. But now you have a kid, so everyone is more sensitive about it. And as soon as she speaks, everyone is like, wow, yeah, she's right, we have to fight for it. So I'm okay with her because she speaks about what the scientists are saying and we're ignored about it. But I don't think it's like her stuff so it's mm -hmm. someone behind is pulling the strings but yeah she did a great job and what do you think guys i totally agree with you and you just told what i would like to say about <laughs> it <laughs> so now i have no idea yes but her speech is populistic sometimes and um, 
actually it's good what people start to think about it, discuss it, to talk about it. It's always good. But I don't see she has solution and she has no suggestions. What can we do? Real. I mean real because we really have no possibility to don't use gas, don't use oil. It's impossible now. It's impossible don't fly. Anybody can imagine how it's possible now in our days and if we want to go from Italy to Moscow for example, you should take horses or what? <laughs> it's going to take some time, but it's a good solution. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe two horses. No, it's it's just a joke of course, but uh, if we talk about transatlantic destinations, uh, we can't go by ships and like she did it, uh, she took a ship and go from Europe to America. Oh, she did it for propaganda. But it was, yes, it was just propaganda because in reality it's impossible to do. So there are some things what we can't change and they will not change never. We can change something. For example, in Italy we have a flight from Rome to Bologna, mm -hmm. which is three hours by car, 20 minutes by flight. So it's pointless. Take a bus. We got a lot of buses that go there, it's three hours by bus. Why taking a plane? Yeah, because yeah. plane like burns a lot more fuel, I think, in 20 minutes than car or bus yeah. burns in so, three hours. In my opinion, if we try to avoid these movements from Bologna to Rome, to Rome to Napoli, which you can do by car or some other public transport, maybe some things will be better. Yes, I agree, but uh, don't forget that there are many private super jets. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to... We Greta. can go by car, by Flixbus, you know, <laughs> but they will continue to yeah, flights. Yeah, the private ones. But going back to the greater topic, what do you think, Andre? Well, I agree with you too, but I've got this thought that maybe the next generations will be better thanks to her because the youngsters are really affected by her, influenced by her and other influencers for like Leonardo DiCaprio. He is talking a lot about this problem. And I'm hoping that the next generations, they will think more about the ecology thanks to the Greta because I think for young people, it's also important that you can be a rock star being fighting for ecology yeah. like Greta became her photos and her the, that video with her gaze at Donald Trump oh yeah <laughs> yeah and she's like the rock star of ecology right now and I think for young people it's important that you can present yourself through the ecology and be popular through the ecology while fighting for the great cause actually great cause so I'm hoping that she will change the next generations Yes, anyway, it's a great aim and uh, I can't say I hope in new generation because I already like new generation. <laughs> I mean youngsters who are younger than me, maybe 20s, because they are another, really, not like me and my friends were. They really think about global things and 
I think they have more possibilities for that because of internet, social mediums, and um, guys, I believe in you. <laughs> Let's change this world <laughs> and the ecological situation, of course. Yeah, I too believe in the youngsters because they are, yeah, they have more means to achieve now because as you just said internet and facebook like everything is on their hands they have it and because of greta too so you can be a rock star even without being a rock star yeah. you don't have to be stupid to be famous as happens now no, so yeah. just shooting stupid videos and become famous so you can become famous and have fame doing something that deserves fame and to be famous mm -hmm. yeah, to be useful for society, yeah. for the world. And they have the mind to do that because we hadn't. I hadn't when I was a kid. When I was in my 20s, I was a total moron. I, yeah, I still am, but I'm not 10 and 20 anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you called us to live in your flat. <laughs> but no, I wasn't a moron. I put the trash in the bin, actually, when I was, I was thinking about... No, I always, even when I was a little child, because my parents said me to do it because I'm not a pig, I'm a human. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a total moron. I have to say that. But now I grew up and I'm a good citizen. I do everything I can to respect the environment and all the livings there now. Oh, actually, yeah, about the young people. There is a saying in Russian language, everything new is good forgotten past, uh, the good forgotten old thing. And the young people actually bring back something. They consume smart and they don't throw the thing away if it's torn. They know how to sew it back. Ooh. Yes, they use the shoppers so they can buy because people say, yeah, the paper packages are better than plastic. But actually paper packages is a waste too. But when you have a shopper, it's the only thing. And they use shoppers as I think our ancestors used these bags for the products in the shops. Now in Italy, they don't do that. Don't do that? No. You use plastic bags? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Young people use plastic bags. They throw the garbage on the floor. They really don't care. So, so we still have a long way to go with youngsters in Italy. Mm, because I always use my backpack, actually, for the things that I buy. <laughs> this is the most convenient way. Yeah, me too. I can't walk without a backpack now. Yeah, I feel like my spine is unprotected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but in Italy, this fashion of the backpack is totally new. It's like three years ago, we started to jump on this bandwagon. Why? You got so many designers in Italy. Expensive ones. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, so the celebrities yeah. wore the backpacks before? Yeah. Oh, about celebrities, you know, now this is this problem of coronavirus in Italy. Yeah. So everyone is wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. And you know that the famous brands in Italy made the personal masks. And yeah, you can find, if I'm not mistaken, Gucci one for 400 euros. For three hours to wear and that's it. Yes. My God. Yeah. And you're going to be about... more surprised because people are buying it. Yeah. Talking about the smart consuming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We did this effort. <laughs> But now people in Italy are buying Gucci masks. Another big environmental program is the one of deforestation. For example, in Amazonia, the forest is decreasing a lot nowadays. And we in need Australia. To, yeah, mm. in Australia with all that happened. And the fire. Yeah. yeah, everything burned. We need the trees to breathe. And the um, animals need the trees to feed and live. So, is there a solution? Can we plant more? What can we do? Because people just think about money, so they cut down forests, bushes, everything to build, for example, a supermarket. In my city, there was a nice wood, 
and they cut it down to build a big supermarket. And that's a shame because you need green space. And if I'm not mistaken, there's an app on the Play Store where you can enlist and plant a tree. So you have your own tree. You can name your tree Andrea or Irina and Ricardo. So we plant three trees. So what do you think about the deforestation? Can people find a solution about it? Or they just don't care and they just want to build and build and build? I actually know about one solution. There is this hashtag, Team Trees. It's a campaign was that was created by YouTuber Mr. Beast and YouTuber Mark Rober. And for every dollar donated, one tree will get planted somewhere in the world before December of 2022. And Elon Musk actually donated one million dollars. So one million trees will be planted. Oh, and you know who holds so the You are not going to, <laughs> to do it. Yes, your own plate. You don't want I've got to plant at my apartment, already growing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know who donated for trees to? Who? Pornhub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because mm. with every click... Nice, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I helped. So, yeah, we can say that we <laughs> saved the forest. <laughs> we are not Greta Thunberg, maybe, but yeah. we did our job. Yeah, we're like... Not in the front rows. We are behind. Yeah. Behind, behind, behind the scene. Yeah, but actually... Silent heroes. Problem, <laughs> problem of deforestation is also important for Krasnoyarsk because these fires, they destroyed a lot of forests. But they say that these fires were also a cover for Chinese to take away a lot of forests from Russia to China. Yes, we just opened one more dark secret. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of forests sold. They just ride them like the burnt forest, but actually it's a good forest that are sold in secret and goes to China. This is so dark. Yeah. Yes, you hide so it much secrets. Yes, it was uh, like just a way to traces of the crime. That's why forests were burned. So, would you ever, guys, plant a tree with these apps or plant a tree by yourself? I can't remember if I planted a tree by myself. Yeah, but maybe I will join the team trees. Yes, I would like to join maybe one day because sometimes there are some actions about it and you can join and I think it's nice experience. I would like to join. So if someone listen to me and want to suggest something, <laughs> I'm ready. So guys, plant a tree. Doesn't cost anything. Maximum one dollar. Come on. Coffee less, more hair. It's like a win-win situation. But there was also another topic raised by environmentalist. There is the one of biodiversity. And they're saying that everything in this world is useful and made for a purpose. From the tallest giraffe to the smallest cockroach, everything as a purpose. So we should reduce our consuming of meat and all this stuff because if a species has to be extincted, maybe we have to face the problem now. What do you think about it? Yeah, I know about these problems, but I know it from the bees point of view because yeah, the bees move from flower to flower and that's how flowers bloom. Yeah, that's how flowers bloom and if we lose the bees, we lose a lot of flowers, a lot of vegetables and so on and then the whole the planet dies. It's actually funny how bees are more important to the Earth's biosystem than people. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I read that bees are the most important living yeah, beings. One of the most important yeah. in this chain. And about meat, actually there is a problem with cows because of their manu 
atmosphere. There are a lot of gases going up into the atmosphere, adding to the greenhouse effect. I don't want to agree with it because I like meat <laughs> and I'm not ready to not eat it. I'm not ready to limit my meat consumption because I don't know. You don't know what to eat. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think I eat it much now especially when I'm volunteer. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it has some foundation, but I think it's more vegetarians' policy because they want to have more allies. So vegetarians just, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you won't but it's my get opinion. Me. I don't think that cows can be a reason of ecological disaster, <laughs> you know? No, maybe not the main reason can be a reason, but not the main. Yes, it can be complex, of course, as always, but there are much more important things. Plants, factories, dirty air, cars, and people. <laughs> people destroy much more than cows, you know. So if we take cows and people, it's a different weight yeah. in the harm. Yeah, we're definitely more dangerous than cows. We can oh, say yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion, I will never stop eating meat because I'm a carnivore and I have teeth to do that. So there's there's no point in stop eating meat. Oh, but it's meat is maybe uh, yeah, it's important for human beings. But you know that the red meat is actually in big amounts. It causes cancer. Yeah, I know. Okay. But it's new theory, really. That's why I eat chicken sometimes. Because it's uh, <laughs> too expensive and people decided, oh, it's a case of car. Now, of course, if you just eat meat, you're going to have to face problems. There are. They're real. So you have to alternate it a bit with vegetables or fish or something. But yeah, I will never stop eating meat. Of course, I don't want animals to extinct, but I will do my best. <laughs> 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 Let's hope for the younger generation that they <laughs> will. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I think if eco activists listen to our broadcast, they will not like our opinion about red meat. But what do you think actually about eco activists, especially radical activists, who can well, be aggressive sometimes? <laughs> I think that everything. Do you know some cases about that? I don't know, but I think that everything that is radical is not good. Yeah, because when you're radical, you don't think. And there were cases like eco activists went to the factories that produce the fur coats and they like let all the animals out and these animals don't know how to live and all of them died. So double-edged sword. You have to think. <laughs> but You have to think before you do. Yeah, but some eco-activists, I think they have a great points and they show us that something is wrong with the world. Yeah, sure, but there are activists who pour paint on people in fur coats, for example. Yeah, there was an episode in Italy, very funny. There was a radio speaker. He was talking totally against vegan, vegetarian, all this stuff. So he was on air and he had a salami on his hand. Mm -hmm. And vegetarian people knew about it, listening to him, and went to the, to the radio to kick him. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> what did he do? He threw the salami from the window to the vegetarians. <laughs> so yeah, you can be whatever you want in your life. It's your life, it's up to you, but just don't be radical. Yes, yes I think yeah. we should be objective. And irrational. Objective yeah. and don't be radical. And there are always two sides of something. And it's the same in ecological. Because like we talked about Greta Thunberg. Yes, it's 
great point of view, it's great activity, but it's impossible to change everything what she wants to change. It's life and it's complicated. We need time. We just need time and the will to do it. Because without the will, you will never do anything. And we have to be less attached to money to achieve such a big cause. Because if we are at least a bit attached to money, we will never reach a solution, in my opinion. Yeah, you're right. Because you're gonna burn forests to build a supermarket, you're still gonna burn something to build a sports center. So just respect nature. Yes. Should be simple. Should be simple, but it's not. Because it's our home. Yeah, if we are here, it's because of nature. So we should respect it. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you. I think it was useful for us and I hope for our listeners. And we really should think about these important things in our daily life. Thank you, dear listeners, too, for you were with us. Irina, Ricardo, and Andrea. See you next time. Bye-bye. See you. Bye.